There are things a question related to what is the most beautiful and simple profound equation that inspires you? And related to this question, because when you mentioned working on, in simulation, how you capture the most significant parameter you have to consider your simulation? Because sometimes physics is so complicated, especially when you're working with nonlinear material. So how, what does maybe the equation inspire you? And what could be a significant parameter you think is very crucial for the simulation, of the material simulation in general? Yeah, so I think, I mean, it all comes, I don't want to be trite, but it all comes back to Newton's second law, F equals MA, just, um, you know, that relationship between force and mass and acceleration. And also um, conservation of momentum is really big in uh, MPM. And really, that's kind of the number one thing we try to preserve. We try to preserve mass and we try to preserve momentum uh, when we're transferring yeah. to and from um, this grid underlying the simulation. Uh, and we really want to, I think that's what's exciting about MPM because it's seeking to really capture the real world physics and preserve mass, pre preserve momentum. Um, mm. And even though these like kind of concepts and equations are so simple and elegant, we like couldn't even begin to model dynamic systems without these. And I'm sure that's, um, that applies to robotics as well, right? And what do you think may be the most significant parameters you have to consider as well? For modeling material in MBM. Yeah, so when we're simulating a material, it really comes down to, I mean, it's so cool. We have all of this physical data um, that's been measured already. We know the physical properties of so many materials. We know like Young's modulus and Poisson ratios, um, modeling how like stiff a material is and how much it resists shear and all these yeah. different things. Um, so what's exciting about MPM is you can use those real world parameters um, that that kind of describe and govern the behavior of these materials and just throw them right into MPM and have them behaving pretty much like the real world um, equivalents. Um, but what is funny actually in animation, because I publish mostly in SIGGRAPH, it's really the graphics side. Um, what's funny is when we do our simulations, <laughs> we actually simulate them as very small. So like everything that you've seen in my work is pretty much simulated not real world scale, it's simulated in like a unit cube. Um, and because of that uh, small scale that we're working with, uh, we sometimes have to just play around with the parameters and we're not necessarily using real world parameters uh, mm. for that uh, specific application. But the cool thing is you can. And um, I'm, you know, I've worked with um, Johan Gohm over at EPFL who uh, does cryoscience and modeling avalanches. Um, yeah. You know, he has this really exciting paper on literally lining up um, the NPM modeling of avalanches with real-world data of avalanches. And we're learning more about these kinds of gravitational hazards through that real-world meeting of these, um, of the real-world data and the real-world real parameters being fed into the simulation. I think this is a really interesting point about the scaling, because you mentioned you don't go to the real uh, scale. So maybe is it is there a challenging for uh, considering real uh, parameter of the material? Is there a challenge? Yeah, so in so when you're trying to make it look good for graphics, maybe uh, you're just going to do kind of like a search through the parameter space to see what kind of looks best to you. Um, but in terms of using like real world parameters, I think you can, for the most part, go right to liter like the engineering and mechanics literature and pick um, parameters out of there. You know, of course, there's kind of like a margin of error on measured properties and then of course we have to contend with the fact that materials are not homogeneous and don't have like consistently perfect structures um, 
And that's kind of another thing, these like micro scale um, interactions that NPM's not really seeking to uh, model in any way. So yeah, it's kind of interesting because I think I've seen NPM used mostly for kind of like real world scale things and then also for like mesoscale, like larger things. So like, um, you know, a patch of snow on a hill or mm -hmm. like a section of mud and rocks for like a landslide simulation, that kind of mm -hmm. thing. So it has like that larger, um, larger world like application. And a lot of those materials already have well-documented material properties. Um, so I think that that's pretty straightforward. Like you can really, when we've um, sought to model like ice or, you know, glacier ice or whatnot, you can really go to the literature and grab those. Mm 